Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. reached the instant therapy session hotline the place to get instant access to real therapists with real life advice terms and conditions apply a therapist is available right now press 1 if you're on any kind of medication prescribed by a psychiatrist press 2 if you are making this call from a rooftop a bridge your bathtub sitting in your car This is Linda Bailey, your instant therapist for today. Hello. You pressed two, so I have to ask, where are you? Um, I'm in my car. I'm driving. I'm sorry to jump in right away, but just to make sure, are you having any suicidal thoughts right now? No, not at all. I'm driving my car because I'm afraid to go home. Are you afraid to go home because you aren't safe there? No, my wife discovered a secret I was hiding from her today. And I'm afraid to face her. Well, her and the secret, I guess. All right, I understand. In that case, let's start from the top. What's your name? I'd rather not say. That's okay. Tell me about the secret you tried to hide from your wife. Well, I'm not sure where to start. It's just, I'm not cheating on her. I should state that first. Okay. Yeah, that's... I wouldn't do that. And she's pregnant, so I for sure wouldn't do it right now. But I never would. But the secret has to do with another woman? Or man? Yes. So, a couple of years ago, I worked for BBU. Well, I mean, I still work there, but I used to work in the kitchen. And there was a woman named Kim. She also worked there. And we were friends. We never kissed or... There was nothing like that. We were really good friends. And we hung out every day in the parking lot during lunch. Just talked about life and... One day she left. She left town and she asked me to come with her. But I didn't have the guts to just take a risk for once. So she left and I never saw her again. And I just continued living my life in my hometown, working for BBU. And you met your wife, and you're starting a family? Yes, and I love my wife, and I I love my life with her. I wouldn't want to be without her. It's just... You still think about Kim, and about all the things that could have been? Yes. But how did your wife find out about this secret? I still look for her, for Kim. Ever since she left, I've been trying to track her down many years now. My wife found my search history and all the notes I keep in my investigation. But you've never found her? No. And at this point, I don't think I ever will. So, why do you keep looking for her? Please, help me answer that question. 
What did you say to your wife when she confronted you with this investigation into another woman? Nothing. I just... I froze. Then I left and I got in the car. And now I'm driving nowhere and talking to you. So your wife is sitting at home wondering if you're going to leave her. Hmm. That's not good. While we analyze this, I need you to stop the car and turn around and start making your way back to her. Can you do that, please? Yeah, I will. Okay. In the meantime, listen to this theory. Her confronting you with the things she found is hard for you. Because there are two versions of your life clashing. I don't understand. I think you do. You're having a very hard time letting go of the fact that you declined the opportunity for an adventure with a woman you loved. You never challenged life to hand you the unknown. You chose a more conventional path. And part of you regrets that. It feels like a huge waste of opportunity. That's true. You don't want your wife to find out because you don't want to disturb the beautiful, maybe a bit mundane in your mind, but beautiful and good life the two of you are building together. But also, you don't actually want to find Kim because that ship has sailed. You are a married man now. There's a kid on the way. No, I do want to find her. I want to know if Kim's all right. You really don't. Finding Kim would end the illusion of a door to the past still being open. It would turn out that it is very much closed. This Kim has her own life now. For years, she's been moving on. Finding her won't serve anyone. If you keep going like this, if you keep struggling with all the paths you didn't take, you're not going to experience the one that you are on. You'll end up not really experiencing your present real life because part of your mind is still fantasizing about what could have been. That resonates with you, right? You're right. So, what you have to do is forget about Kim. Start living in the now, as corny as that might sound. Go back to your wife. Explain what I just explained to you and move on together. Stop looking for her. Have the guts to face your choices and make the most out of this path that you are on. Choosing one path will create a richer human experience than not really choosing and drifting from one life to the next. I'll be back home in, in like an hour and I'll talk to her. Mm, it will be very late by then. Maybe just sneak in if she's asleep. Bring her a nice breakfast tomorrow morning and then talk to her, okay? Yes. Thank you. Anytime. Just breathe. Just try to relax. What is going on right now? Is this real? Is this really happening? It sure feels like it. 
can feel my body shivering. I'm cold. I was in the shower. I was just... What the hell? I'm still wet. I'm still very... naked. But I'm definitely not in my bathroom anymore. Okay, think. What happened? You called the instant therapist, and you drove home. And when you got home, Leah was sleeping. So you got in bed, quietly. A couple of hours later, your alarm went off and you walked into the bathroom. And then you took a shower and... Where am I? I just stepped under the shower and now... There's sticks or something on the floor. I don't know what they are. And there are refrigerators lined up against the back wall. Is this a cooling cell? It reminds me of the cooling cell at BBU. But it's definitely not in use, otherwise I would be much colder. I would literally be freezing. I hope my wife is okay. I hope Lee is not too worried about me not being in the shower anymore. Or maybe I am. Maybe this is all in my head. There's a faint orange light framing what must be the door. Should I just open it? As I walk up to the light, I cover my, you know, I, I cover up as best as I can. If this is a restaurant that I somehow ended up in and I open that door, I'll be standing naked in the middle of the kitchen. And we don't want that. Try to remain calm, sleeper. There's a voice. Suddenly. From behind the door. The warm light shifts. It makes way for someone standing on the other side. As the person speaks, it's almost as if his voice is coming from within me. What is this? Who are you? I will try to explain. Just take a deep breath. Where's my wife? Is she okay? She's pregnant. Your wife is still at home. Probably a bit confused, but she is safe. And so are you. Very, very confused and cold. Believe me, I know how you feel. But this won't take long. There's something you have to do, and it is very important. Extremely important that you listen to me and do as I say. Who are you? I am a prisoner of time. And to keep you from becoming a prisoner too, you have to choose one of five doors. What? You don't remember this, but we've been here many times. 
thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of versions of this moment. We've tried everything to keep the cycle from continuing, and today is another chance to break it. This is not the first time I got snatched away from my home, my family while taking a shower? No. I've tried over and over to break a chain of cyclical events, to reshape the shores of this river we name destiny. But we haven't yet found a way. The water keeps dragging us in the same direction. Are you an insane person? I am going to open this cooling cell and disappear. What you need to do in order to get out of this place is pick a door. One door. Do you hear me? Don't try to think of ways to get out of this choice. Don't hesitate. Don't doubt. Just pick one. It is part of your personality to waver, to overthink the different paths that you could take, all of the turmoil you could run into. But if you live your life that way, dangling or shifting back and forth endlessly, you never really live one life. You will live no lives. No human is meant to stand still. Time wants to move so it will drag you down to the bottom of the river and drown you. It will make sure there's room for others, other humans that do choose one path, one door. I am completely 100% confused. I just want to go back home. I want to go back to my wife. Pick one of five doors. Don't hesitate. Just pick one path and embrace the choices you made. Well, which one should I pick? I don't know. I just know you have to make a choice. One, two, three, four, or five. There's no way around it. The cooling cell door opens slowly, and the orange light pours in like a backdraft. I have to look down at my naked body, hunched over from the cold, still dripping from the shower. As my eyes adjust to the light, I can see I am, in fact, standing in a cooling cell, and I... Are those? Those aren't sticks, those are... I can't move. I'm not even able to look up. I stare, frozen, 
the bones around my feet. The skulls and rib cages. Parts of feet and pelvises. Human remains. Everywhere. I just stand and stare. It's like the skulls have locked me into their gaze with their weird forced smiles and black hole eyes. I notice that each and every skull has a hole in the left cheek. All of them have a mark on the exact same spot. I feel a tingle on my own cheek that releases me from the suspended animation. As I slowly approach the open door, my eyes get used to the orange and yellow, the flickering light. There's a fire somewhere. What appears in the doorway is very much not a restaurant. It's hard to explain the unnatural way this place transitions from one space to another, but it looks like the cooling cell leads me to a rock cave. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I step through the door and I feel cold rocks under my bare feet. It's a big cave. There's a bunch of torches laying on the floor. Whoever spoke to me with the weird, slow voice probably lit those and left them so I could see. Behind me, the cooling cell blocks the way out. I can hear crickets and the wind blowing through leaves and branches, but there's no way to get to that forest. In front of me, The cave wall holds five wooden doors with round silver knobs. I mean, I know I'm dreaming or having a psychotic meltdown. I must be. But it feels very, very real. Where did the guy with the weird voice go? He must have walked through one of these doors, right? Maybe I can still feel if one of the knobs is warm from his touch. On the other hand, why would I want to follow him? I look down, and I'm standing on some kind of old mural. Do you still call it a mural if it's on the floor? Anyway, there's a hand, a red hand, painted onto the rocks. The fingers are spread, as if it's trying to point at all five doors with one gesture. So, 
I've been sitting here, naked, on top of this red hand, thinking about this insane situation. And the thing that comes to mind is almost all of the time travel movies I've ever seen. This weird voice guy said we've been here many times, and he tried to change something? To me, that sounds like a dangerous plot. If there's one thing we've learned from Back to the Future, it's that changing something always makes everything go horribly wrong. You always end up in a worse place than you started, dealing with more complex problems than before. Anyway, I do have to get out of here. Otherwise I'll starve or freeze to death. Even though I really don't want to change any timelines, I have no choice but to pick a door. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I just tried to open a random door, the one on the left, and it worked. It opened, and there's something beyond it. I could hear a weird sound. It kind of reminded me of the Temple of Sleep sound effect. The thing you hear when you almost find a place to save your game. Anyway, all of them are unlocked. So I'm walking from one door to the next and opening all of them. I want to look inside to be able to base my decision on something. Maybe there's someone that can help me behind one of them. So all of them are open now, and I've stepped back onto the red hand. There's not much to see. I was hoping for something that would help me make my choice. But there's just kind of darkness. It seems like all five of them lead to a tunnel. But the tunnels aren't exactly the same. There's this sound, though. There's sounds coming from all five doorways. It's getting louder. It's as if there's feedback between the five doors themselves. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. I think I should close them. Yeah, I, I should quickly close the doors. This sound is... I, I feel very, feel weird. very weird. This is not good. Not good. I, I feel like I'm getting stretched out. I feel like I'm getting stretched out. Like something is... Pulling at me from all directions at once. I'm changing. Oh, this is not. Help! Help me! Help me! There's a haunted town near where I grew up. That intrigued me. A red barn with a little red door. Red <clears throat> Should we tell the one about that rocking chair? Be careful in the telling. 
These stories, Mary, they frighten the children. We ought to move out of the city. I won't play this game. I was thinking of going home. Nova Scotia? How convenient. Mightn't we be ghosts anyway? <laughs> Rise up the call, the damned, the lost, the restless throng. Arise, awake. I saw time spinning about and tightening around me. There is only this chair. Don't need Chair or Settlement, a horror musical podcast. Hey, do you believe in ghosts?